and welcome back to Inspired Grownups. I'm your host, Alana Banana. And if you're new here, that has just been my nickname for most of my life. And it's how the little ones know me from the Alana Banana Show. I am a songwriter. I make kids content that you can find on YouTube. And I am a foster mama, yet moving towards an adoptive mama, which is what this episode is about. Now, I love hanging out with kids, but I also really love connecting with you, the grownups, which is why I created this podcast. And to me, an inspired grownup is somebody that is doing what they love, that is stepping into things that light them up and that make them feel good. Now, this can be your job or just something that you allow yourself to do at different points in the day. It could be sitting on your couch, reading a book. It could be taking a walk out in nature, something that you feel inspired by that just makes you feel really good. Because I do believe that happiness is our birthright as cliche and cheesy as that can sound, or maybe it's been overused. I don't know. I love it. (laughs) I think it's true. And I love talking to other grownups that are doing that in their lives because I know that when I hear stories of people stepping into their purpose and are being authentic in it, it really inspires me to do the same. So you'll hear conversations like that on this show. I also love a good story of resilience because, you know, we all go through hard times and just hear how somebody got through it and how it made them even better and stronger. And what they learned from that is just so insightful. I also love throwing in these solo episodes occasionally uh, to share insights or things that inspire me. Today, I was going to do this podcast episode with Eric, my husband. We have shared two previous episodes about our fostering journey, one last February called Becoming Foster Parents. And then again in November, it was our part two. And today I wanted to share with you what happened just a few days ago in court. I left the recording of this until it's actually evening time. I never really record in the evenings because usually I'm pretty tired (laughs) by the time our girl goes to sleep. But she was sick all last week. And then I lost my voice, which, you know, you can hear a little bit of that left lingering. And then Eric told me today that he wasn't feeling so great. So he started to fall asleep when we were putting our girl to bed and I just let him off the hook. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day, babe. I think if you have a young child at home, extra sleep is a great Valentine's gift. (laughs) I know I wasn't feeling 100% yesterday and he took her out most of the day. And that was such a gift as much as I love hanging out with her and all of us being together. Oh man, it felt so good to stay in my pajamas like most of the day and lay in bed and read a book. I don't, I don't know when the last time I did that was during the day. You might be able to relate, but anyway, it is almost Valentine's day. This episode will be released in just a few hours actually. And I'm very excited to share this news. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably heard me say that we are this year moving towards adoption. 
And after being foster parents for a little over two years with our girl that's with us now, we had a, a little baby newborn before her for three months, which was such a gift too. But with Kay, I will call her, she's been with us for two years and two months about. Within the last like six months, we were thinking, okay, it's like 99% sure that we're going to move towards adoption. And I mentioned in our last episode with Eric and I that there are a lot of foster parents who say like, don't ever say it until you're actually signing papers. But I say it time and time again, I am an optimist and I'm going to like visualize what I want and see what it is that I really feel is going to happen for me. And, you know, if it doesn't end up happening, then I deal with it then. But in the moment, I'm just done with the worry. And when I catch myself worrying about things, I like, I've gotten into a pretty good practice of stopping it in its tracks and replacing it with a thought that feels better. And, you know, it just works for me. I I have to say it, it makes me a happier person. So I'm going to continue it. And so that's always been my thought of like signing adoption papers and having a big party. Well, in October, there was supposed to be what's called a TPR hearing, which is the termination of parental rights. And that got pushed until just a couple days ago because the county hadn't finished paperwork that they were supposed to do. So the hearing happened on Friday and it happened. They terminated the parental rights for the biological parents, which means that we can officially move forward with our adoption. So all of our adoption paperwork that DCFS, that's the Department of Family and Children's Services, have gotten together that they send that off to Sacramento. Supposedly it takes about six months. And then when they get that back, then we can hire an attorney and finish it off, which I think takes three to four months. So backtracking a little bit. Before this TPR hearing, or they call it a 2-6 hearing as well, we are still seeing a county social worker once a month. Our foster agency social worker comes over every other week, and there's still paperwork we have to submit every month. We also still have a court order to have biological visits, and sometimes they happen, sometimes they don't. I'm going to try my best to speak about this in a general way, like an informative way, because I know that some people listening don't really know about the foster system. So I guess my goal in this is just to share the ins and outs a little bit in case you're curious, but there's also like a line that I'm walking because I don't want to give out too much information. Um, because I know a lot of it is confidential and I just want to be conscious of how I'm presenting this. So hopefully I'm doing it justice. And if anybody ever had any questions, you could always reach out to me through Instagram or email. I'll have those links in the show notes. I have said in the previous episodes with Eric that one of our main goals in this fostering journey was to keep a 
respectful and good relationship with the biological family that is present in our girl's life. Every fostering situation is different. You can imagine because every family is different. Every person in their life and what they've gone through and what has brought them to the point where their child would be in the foster system is different. So you just never know what you're going to get into when you get into this. And I went into it, yes, hoping someday to adopt a child, but also to support whatever child came into our lives and also to support the parent in rehabilitating their life if that's what they were ready for at that time. So to keep a peaceful relationship with her bio mom and family that is present has always been very important to me. The one tricky part about all of that is boundaries. Because I'm a nice person, I tend to want to be like, oh, sure, yes, yes, we can accommodate this. And I learned, ooh, like within a year that I had to be a little more firm. And the good thing is that we do have a foster agency and social workers in place where there are rules and we can always say, hey, we can't do this because of this rule or that, but we'll see what we can do or we'll see what we can work out. But now that the parental rights have been terminated, we technically don't have to do any biological visits. When the adoption workers came over, there was one from DCFS and one from our foster agency that came at different times. And they review what is called our home study. So when we are applying to be foster parents, there's a lot of paperwork, as you can imagine. And they go through your home, of course, but they also get really into detail about just your background and your beliefs and what kind of family you came from and just who you are, like really deep stuff. So they kind of revisit that before the adoption paperwork goes out and ask you, you know, how are you planning on moving forward now? And do you plan on have continuing a relationship with a biological family? And, and how will you navigate telling your daughter about her story? We've learned that it is so important to talk about her story, even at such a young age, even when she doesn't understand or grasp the concept, but to show her pictures and say that she has two mamas. And as she grows older, she's going to have more in-depth questions and we will answer them accordingly for where she's at with her age. But I never want her to wake up one day and be surprised that she was adopted (laughs) or surprised that she has two moms or even two dads. So she will always know her story. I also think that we are going to need help along the way in navigating all of that and finding therapists that are adoption informed. I'm grateful that there are people out there that help like that. And I'm also very grateful that our agency helps us find people like that and has like an in-house adoption service. We haven't gotten into that yet, but we will. So there's a lot of excitement for us 
after the hearing a few days ago, like a relief, like we can take a deep breath. But then what became very clear just a couple days later today, matter of fact, is that, oh man, we now have to set our own boundaries. We can't fall back on, oh, the social worker said we can or we can't. We have to say what we feel is best for our girl and how often she does see her biological family. And I really think it's going to be a day-to-day thing or a week by week or month by month. I know that I feel more comfortable having Eric talk to the biological family and setting some of those boundaries in the beginning because it's almost like a good cop, bad cop scenario. (laughs) I mean, we're both very kind and very nice, but maybe because I'm female, I get told more things. It's, it's more, it feels a little bit more of a personal relationship where it's a little more, um, where they don't open up as much with Eric. And I don't know if it's a male, female thing, or if it's just family dynamic thing. I have no idea, but I know that it's going to be a test for me to just own what I feel and what I want. That being said, I also want to step back from my ego and think about the bigger picture and really think about what is best for our girl, this beautiful girl that all of us, biological family and our family, love so much and just want the best for her. I know I'm not always going to get it right. And it's not always going to be the perfect outcome. I don't think that is true in any family (laughs) or for any parent, right? I think the best we can do is just the best we can do in any moment. But I feel that taking some time to really go inward and maybe think about how we're going to respond before we do, I guess we'll just see. So another thing I'll say when it comes to this fostering adoption logistics is that once they terminate parental rights, every case doesn't go straight to adoption. There are a few things that can come up. One is the biological parent can appeal and that just pushes things back a few months. I've been told that the appeal has never really been overturned, but it is definitely in their right to appeal it. And so that could just push the adoption farther and later down the road. And another is that once they terminate parental rights, somebody else in the biological family could come forward and try to take the child. And I know that that has happened because DCFS tries their best to keep the family, the biological family together. There's also a situation if child has any Native American in them, then even after they terminate parental rights, it would become what's called an ICWA case, which is the Indian Child Welfare Act. And I don't remember exactly when that came into place. I want to say in the late 60s or 70s. And it would go to a totally different court. And usually that child will be placed with somebody within the tribe. 
So there are circumstances where you could have a foster child for like up to two years and then you still don't get to adopt them. With our case, I don't see any of those things happening. Oh, well, except for maybe an appeal. But we know her family history pretty well because we've always been the ones to monitor visits. We had a little help in like when she was an infant, which was very helpful actually. But sometimes somebody from DCFS will monitor visits and then sometimes you have to do it. And we did most of them, which actually benefited us because that aided in our relationship with the family. And we also learned a lot about her history and just where mom was coming from and just the story around it all. So I feel very certain that an adoption is happening for us this year, or I guess if there's an appeal early next year, I've taken a deep breath. It's on to the next phase, knowing our paperwork is going to Sacramento, knowing that visits are in our hands, that we get to choose, that we don't need approval from BioFamily if we're traveling. We still need court approval, but but that's pretty easy to get. And we'll just keep living our lives like she is our daughter, because as far as I'm concerned, she is our daughter. I will be eternally grateful to her mother for bringing her into this world. I also have sadness in my heart for her situation. But I also know that she feels grateful to us for giving her daughter a good home and loving her as if she is our own. I am hopeful that as we navigate the rest of this journey, that it stays peaceful between us all because it really is just about the love, the love of a little girl who will be a woman someday and hopefully will live a life of compassion and love and generosity and have fun and really just enjoy her life. That's what I hope to share with her. It's just to have fun (laughs) and see all the good that there is in life and that people change and that, yes, there are hard times, but there is also some really amazing, beautiful things in the world. When she was a baby, I made up this this little song. Well, I've made up many little songs and some of them are not good at all. (laughs) I remember when she was really little and I would get up in the middle of the night or late night feedings and I was on very little sleep. I would make up like the worst songs and I would just crack myself up about how bad they were. (laughs) I I should have recorded some of them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, this one song that I'm thinking of though is one that I've been singing to her since she was little, little. And 
she's just starting to sing, which, oh my God, as a, as a musician, you can imagine how happy that makes me. I mean, I don't even care if she's a good singer, but just like expressing herself, that's the important part. So I actually caught on a recording the other day of us singing it together. I asked her to come over the microphone. So I'm going to play that for you. But first, I will play you how the song goes. I don't know if I'm singing it in the same key as I did with her, but it goes like this. You're so special. You're so sweet. You're an angel I got to meet. I'm your mommy. You're my girl. Together you and I can change the world. So, you know, I haven't had my voice for a few days, so (laughs) that's as good as it's going to get right now. But then I would sing it again and I would go, you're so special. You're so sweet. You're an angel. I got to meet. I'm your mommy. (laughs) You're my girl. Together you and I can change the world. No pressure. No pressure. We don't have to change the world. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I'm going to play for you us singing it together at the end of this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, just being on this journey with me and for being a part of this podcast with me. If you want to connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Alana Banana Show if you don't already. And that is where you'll find all of our kids' music and content on YouTube and wherever you stream your music. We are getting some new music and videos out soon and are going to be putting them out more often, which I'm really, really excited about this year. So subscribe to us on YouTube, go follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen. And I hope you enjoy this little song with me and Kay. You're so special. You're so heat. You're an angel. I got to meet. I'm your mommy. You're my kid. Together you and I can change the world. Oh, so good. Should we sing it together? No. Okay. Thank you. That was great.